Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 254 of Chat Disney. To another episode of the Chat Disney podcast, and we're going to be talking about something we talk about quite regularly here on the Chat Disney podcast. We're going to be talking about food, and you may be aware that there is a brand new line of merchandise called Stitch Attacks Snacks. Well, today we thought we would do Chat Disney Attacks Snacks. How does that work? You may be asking yourself. Well, stick around to the main part, and we will explain all. But before we get into that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So this week brought with it a brand new festival to Epcot, which is really, really exciting. Festival of the Arts has kicked off, or farts as it's lovingly called in the community. Really, really exciting. There's lots of content creators who are covering this at the moment. Mammoth Club is, of course, my favourite. And there's lots of artists that are featured at the Festival of the Arts that I'm really excited about this year. Dylan Bonner is back with some of his gorgeous princess artwork, which is some of my all-time favourite. He's actually done a beautiful piece of Padme um, from Star Wars this time round. So definitely go and check out some of the artist works and also some of the delicious snacks that are on offer. And speaking of Epcot festivals. We've also had details released for the next Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. So it's going to be starting on February 28th once the Festival of the Arts has finished and it will be running until May the 27th. So quite a long period there if you are going to be heading over to Disneyland uh, Epcot rather. Disneyland Epcot, my goodness, that's a new one. If you're going to be heading over to Epcot this spring, there's going to be things like topories that we've seen in previous Flower and Garden Festivals but we've got some brand new characters that are going to be starring in the toperies including Asher, Valentino and Star from Disney's latest movie Wish. Groot is also going to be appearing for the first time in topery which I think will be really really special as he is you know a plant himself and there'll be dining packages, entertainment and merchandise as well which has all been announced so if you're going to be heading over for Flower and Garden you can check all of that out ahead of your visit. New Walt Disney World offers have also been released this year for this year, I should say, for 2024. Now, the offer that's just been announced is not as lucrative as last year's 2024 offer. However, if you are thinking you want to book a last minute trip to Walt Disney World this year, definitely take advantage of this. So the offer is basically free nights, but if you're staying at like a deluxe or something like that, it can become quite lucrative. So you can get up to four nights for free if you book a Walt Disney World Resort package. And the four nights is if you stay at a deluxe, and then I think it's three nights if you stay at a moderate, and two nights for free if you stay at a value resort. So definitely not to be sniffed at, and definitely one to check out if you are heading this year and haven't booked a package. And final bit of Walt Disney World news for you all this week, we've got some brand new merchandise. We've already mentioned Festival of the Arts there. We've got brand new Figment Festival of the Arts merchandise. We've also got this gorgeous Sherpa fluffy Grogu collection that I am absolutely obsessed with. This has my heart. It's this gorgeous cream fluffy Sherpa with a mint green accent 
obviously a little um, kind of cartoon, almost anime, cutesy, um, kawaii version of Grogu. It's absolutely stunning and it's available at lots of the different Disney parks globally, including some of the Asian parks. And we've also got some brand new royal ears at Walt Disney World as well. They're a beautiful midnight kind of blue and they've got Cinderella's carriage and the clock striking 12 in the middle of the bow. They're really, really stunning. So loads of new merchandise at Walt Disney World for you all this week. We love merchandise. And heading over to Shanghai Disneyland as well. And they are getting ready to celebrate Chinese New Year, which is happening next month in February. And it is going to be the Year of the Dragon. So in honor of this, Mickey and Pals last week appeared, as well as Duffy and friends, in brand new outfits ahead of their celebrations for Year of the Dragon. And also, very excitingly, Mushu appeared in the park for the very first time as well. And rightfully so, it is the Year of the Dragon, and he is a dragon. A very good one as well. Yes, and if you like dragons and you like Disney dragons, then definitely stay tuned for next week's episode because we might just be talking about them. Other things that happened this week, there was snow in Disneyland Paris. How magical. There are some absolutely stunning photos of Disneyland Paris in the snow that visitors took. Honestly, go and have a look. I'm not just saying this. There's, It just looks beautiful. I think Disneyland Paris is arguably the most beautiful Disney park in the world. And when it's covered in snow, it just looks even more stunning. And there's some absolutely spectacular photos of the new Disneyland Hotel as well. Obviously, the scaffolding's come down. It's had a bit of a facelift. That vibrant pink is more vibrant than ever before. And then just snow-capped tops. I mean, it just, it looks beautiful. And of course, the Disneyland Hotel is going to be opening this week as well. Super exciting. It's so picturesque that it almost looks like it's been put there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look like accidental snowfall. It looks too perfect. Absolutely. Um, yeah, really, really gorgeous. And finally today, we've got some other news. And Lanny Smoot, who was the Disney Imagineer responsible for making Madame Leota's head float in the Haunted Mansion, and also the Disney Park lightsabers that you can buy, um, he's being introduced to the National Inventors Hall of Fame. And this is a huge deal for Disney because he is actually only the second person from the Walt Disney Company to be added into this prestigious um, hall. And of course, the first person from the Walt Disney Company to be added was Walt Disney, who was included posthumously. And that concludes everything that's been happening in the world of Disney this week. We're now going to move on to the main part. Chat Disney attacks snacks. So... It might not come as a surprise that um, this rather brilliant episode was was my idea. I love a snack. Um, and I saw the Stitch Attack Snacks collection, which is now available on Shop Disney, and thought there's an episode there for sure. So for anybody who maybe doesn't know about Stitch Attack Snacks, Stitch Attack Snacks is a brand new plushy collection that is launching this year 2024 and it's the same kind of vibe as the mickey and the main attraction or mini and the main attraction or stitch crashes movie collection i think that's what it was called a couple of years ago where basically shop disney reveal a different unique plush and pin and ears 
every month dedicated to whatever the theme is. So for Mickey and the main attraction, for example, we had like Mickey on a carousel and it was like the carousel month and then the ears were with a crown and we saw the same with mini there was the big thunder mountain mini ears now mini and the main attraction i think was the first of these and oh my god you could not get your hands on this con this merchandise for love nor money and i was gutted because i really wanted to get some of the ears Mickey and the main attraction didn't sell as well. And you'll often see things like the Mickey and the main attraction Jungle Cruise lounge fly, you know, sitting at Disney Character Warehouse in Orlando because they've got too many of them and nobody wants them. And they're like 25% off or whatever, sometimes even 50% off because they just didn't move. I think the last Stitch collection actually did do quite well because I never, ever see these surplus, you know, being sold. It might just be that they didn't sell them at Disney parks potentially, but I think they were pretty, pretty popular. And we saw things like um, Stitch Crashes Lady and the Tramp and it was a Stitch plushie where he was covered in spaghetti and had a bowl of spaghetti on his head and things like that. So I can only assume, Tash, that that was a popular collection because this one, Stitch Attack Snacks, is very, very similar, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say, personally, I feel like Stitch Attack Snacks is significantly way better than Stitch Crashes, whatever movie he's crashing. Some of those plushies, I remember at the time, we kind of ripped to shreds a little bit because they were so OTT. They weren't particularly aesthetically pleasing. I can't remember what they all were I think there were maybe a couple of ones that were okay but yeah most of them were just to my memory quite garish and they weren't they weren't my cup of tea let's say yeah I completely agree and I definitely think that the stitch attack snacks looks better so the idea of stitch attack snacks is that every month on the shop Disney website there will be a unique stitch plushie and he will be holding some kind of item food item that's synonymous with Disney parks a Disney snack if you will. So for January, we have got Stitch. This is the first one we've actually seen revealed. And Stitch is wearing a red shirt, which is covered in Mickey pretzels. He's holding a giant Mickey pretzel. And we've also seen that there are three accompanying pins that go with this collection. So it looks like it's just plushies and pins for Stitch Attack Snacks. So apologies for any of the Loungefly fans, but it looks like we are just getting the plushies and the badges, the pins. And the pins for January are, you might have guessed it, Stitch eating a pretzel. Angel, his purple counterpart, wearing the same shirt, holding the other half of a Mickey pretzel. So Stitch is eating the ear and she's holding the rest of the pretzel. And then a single pin of the pretzel itself. It comes as a pack of three, so you can't buy them individually, unfortunately. So now that this collection has been launched, I thought, what a fantastic idea would it be for Tash and I to run through the 12 months of the year for Stitch Attack Snacks and bring you Chat Disney Attack Snacks. So we're going to be talking about each of the different snack items that Stitch is going to be getting his hands on this year. We're going to be telling you what we actually think of those food items in real life in the Disney parks. And we'll be telling you if we're going to be purchasing any of these Stitch Attacks snacks plushies as well. I'm very excited because I love a Disney snack. This just feels like the perfect, perfect episode. And um, yeah, shall we get into it with January? Let's go for January. So as you said, January is, of course, the classic 
pretzel that you can get from all of the Disney parks, I think pretty much. I can't remember ever seeing them in Shanghai, but I think you must have been able to get them there. Um, a great little savoury snack if you are done with sweet treats around the park. Some of them come with various dipping sauces and things like that. I am a big fan of the pretzel. I feel like they are a good size for something that isn't sweet. And if you've had, you know, a big Disney breakfast and you've got a dining reservation somewhere, somewhere and you just want something that's going to fill you up for lunch, I think a Mickey pretzel is a really good choice for a lunch snack. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I think a Mickey pretzel is quite a famous Disney food item. It's quite a classic one. I think they're definitely more famous or more popular in the American parts. I don't think I've ever seen one at Disneyland Paris, but I could be wrong. I'll definitely keep my eyes out when I go next month. But I can't recall ever seeing a Mickey pretzel in Disneyland. Now, this Mickey pretzel that Stitch is holding as well, it's kind of your classic three holes, if you will, which again, when I think about the Mickey pretzels in Walt Disney World, they tend to be Mickey's like whole face, which, you know, I think the classic three holes maybe looks a bit more elegant. Now, I'm going to reveal a secret to you all. I had actually never had any kind of Bavarian pretzel before until Tash and I did Be Our Guest, our first ever Be Our Guest back in 2019. And Tash prepared a three-course meal for me of Disney Park snacks, Disney Park food. And our first course was a pretzel, modelled after the famous Mickey pretzel, of course. And that kind of got my taste buds flowing and thinking, actually, I need to try a Mickey pretzel. So I have now had one. I do like the Mickey pretzels, but controversially, if you are going to Walt Disney World, I actually think the the large Bavarian pretzel from Baseline Tap House in Hollywood Studios is a lot better than a classic Mickey pretzel. It's saltier, it's bigger, the dough is softer, it's a bit crispier on the outside as well, and it comes with that delicious beer cheese dipping sauce. And I do think that a pretzel is only as good as, as its dipping sauce. So that's my hot take on the, on the Mickey pretzel. I actually think that the standard pretzel from Baseline Tap House is better. Interesting. I would really like to try try that beer cheese dipping sauce. Normally they come with that um that very like American style mustard, the bright yellow mustard, which is is good. It's not like mustard that we have over here where it's too hot and spicy or too hot and fiery. Um, but yeah, that does sound really nice. It it definitely is. So yeah, that's my hot take on the pretzel. So that's January. Tash, will you be purchasing stick um... a pretzel? I will not. I do actually think that that stitch is really cute. I think the pretzel looks kind of weird to me. I can't really work it out because it does, it is in like, it does look like a Mickey shape. He's holding like the circle and then there's, it almost looks like two ears, but it's not one pretzel. It looks like he's holding multiple pretzels. I don't know. Maybe really? I'm wrong. I think you're looking at it wrong. Yeah, maybe. Is it because it's got those two kind of swirls in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just like, I, th I think they're trying to give the illusion of what the actual, because the Mickey pretzel isn't just three circles. Like I said, it's yeah, his. Well, it's form. obviously a pretzel, but it just, it just looks slightly weird to me, but I'm, I'm being very picky there. Um, I do like it, but I don't, pretzels are not my favorite snack. So no, I will not be purchasing. No, I don't think I'm going to be purchasing this one either, but I'm really, really interested to see how it sells. And as we said in the intro, is the only design that we've actually seen because it is January. But next month, we have another one to look forward to. 
which is popcorn. So Tash, what is your relationship like with Disney popcorn? Disney popcorn, I mean, I think anyone who has ever been to a Disney park, you associate the smell of popcorn with Disney park. When you walk down Main Street, you get that huge overwhelming smell of popcorn. For me, I do really like to eat popcorn, but it is not something that I would buy at Disney because I just think it's a bit too, it's a bit too mainstream in the world outside Disney. I know they do do some cool stuff with flavors. I was just reading the other day that Walt Disney have just introduced a new flavor. I can't remember a Walt Disney World what flavor it is, um, but it's like a Floridian classic favorite flavor. Um, so they do do cool stuff like that. But for me, it's expensive for what it is. They do do some of the really cool popcorn bucket buckets. That's obviously something that we have to talk about. They've become like a massive collector's item. You think about the figment bucket that was around a couple of years ago. Um, one of the festivals that Epcot were doing at the moment, they've got a new figment bucket. So these things do fly off the shelf. So popcorn is a massive, massive thing in Disney. Obviously, if you are buying it in the form of a popcorn bucket, then it does hike the price up, of course. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I'm not a popcorn bucket person. I don't really see, unless I was a collector and I collected like loads of different ones and had them on display in my house. It's the sort of thing that it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a useless thing for me to buy. And yeah, popcorn, I buy it a lot at home anyway. So I'm not gonna go out of my way to buy it in the Disney parks. Interesting. So a couple of things you said I agree with. A couple of things controversially I disagree with. First of all, I'm not somebody who would ever buy popcorn as a snack for home. I just wouldn't. I did when I was like in my early 20s on a bit of a health kick, but that popcorn tastes rubbish. I like a proper rich like butter kiss. If I'm going for popcorn, I want it to be a full experience. So for me, I associate popcorn with the cinema. That's realistically the only time I eat popcorn. So I do think it's quite novel and quite exciting to have in a Disney park. That said, do I ever buy it? Absolutely not. It's just not the snack I would go. I just, I, it's boring. And as I say, I only really eat it in the cinema. However, you said the popcorn bucket thing, and I wanted to touch on this. So I actually think pop popcorn buckets do have a use. I think the hype that's happened with things like you you mentioned the figment bucket so that there, there's um i think the one you're talking about is from festival of the arts and it's in the shape of the imagination pavilion it's really really cool but yeah these things go absolutely crazy they have to limit how many people can purchase them because people are selling them on ebay and so on for disgusting prices which we do not stand on the chat disney podcast we hate that kind of behavior on the chat disney podcast however if you're going to Walt Disney World as a British family, a family of four, and we're in a cost of living crisis, and you're looking for affordable snacks, a popcorn bucket is really sensible because you can refill it. And that is cheaper than just buying popcorn. So the popcorn buckets hold X amount of popcorn and you purchase that and yeah, you have to pay for the bucket. But as I say, if you're there for two weeks and then you keep using that bucket for free refills, then yeah, I think it's a really affordable, inexpensive snack that you've always got with you. And you've got a bit of a fashion statement while you're walking around the Disney parks. Look at me, I've got the exclusive figment bucket. Don't you wish you were me? And you've got popcorn on the go. So I do think for kids and for families, they probably are quite a good thing to indulge in. Um, that said, I, again, I don't love the fact that I have a popcorn bucket. I have a Cinderella carriage popcorn bucket because I just couldn't resist. 
And I thought that, oh, this is great. I have a popcorn bucket now. I can take that whenever I go to a Disney park and they'll refill it. Oh, no, 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 no. The Disney cast members know which popcorn buckets are in circulation. So if I go to Walt Disney World with my Cinderella carriage popcorn bucket, they'll be like, that's really old. We're not refilling that. They'll only refill ones that are bought on that trip, in quotes. So basically what's ever in circulation at that time, if it's an older style, they won't honor it. And I do think that's a bit crafty. You know, Starbucks wouldn't say, oh, that cup's from Halloween 2012. So no, we won't do your pumpkin spice latte at a reduced rate. They just, it's about sustainability and reusability. And I think if you've bought your popcorn bucket in and it's an official Disney one, they should refill it at the refill rate, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, popcorn is very inexpensive to produce as well. So that would make complete sense. Or even at a discounted rate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if you're bringing back in an old bucket, but yeah, I think everyone needs to try and be a bit more sustainable and that that would be thing. But yeah, what I meant more, I mean, I completely agree with you in that sense. You know, if you have got a family, you're going on a two week trip, you've got a couple of kids, then yeah, it's the perfect snack for them to share. My take is more if you're going on a trip for a few days and you buy a, like, you're not going to use that again at home. Like I might have visions of, yeah, we'll have like movie nights and we'll use our popcorn bucket. Is it going to happen? Probably not. No, definitely not. I feel like you have to treat the popcorn bucket the same way you do your reusable resort mug. Like it's for the duration of that trip. You're not going to use it again in the future. If you come back in the future, you're going to have to buy a new one anyway. One of the things I do want to say about popcorn as well, you kind of touched on it, is the flavors. So they do some fun flavors at some of the Western parks. So like there's maple at the Canadian Pavilion in Epcot and at, um, I can't remember where it is, Docking Bay 7, I think, but somewhere in Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios, they do the different colored popcorn. It's like red, purple, green, and that's different flavors as well. However, we cannot talk about popcorn at Disney and flavors and not talk about Tokyo Disney. Now, I've never been to Tokyo Disney, but it is a well-known fact that you can get wasabi popcorn and you can get green matcha and you can get white chocolate and you can get like barbecue and just all the flavors in the world. Did you try any of this, Tash, or did you see the popcorn when you went to Tokyo? I did not try any, no. I didn't really, it wasn't really brought to my attention, but I think on that trip, it was kind of before I was so into the world of Disney food. So I didn't really do a lot of planning when it came to snacks. But yeah, it wasn't the sort of thing that was like, you know, everywhere I looked. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, it'll be interesting if you ever go back or if I get to go one day, which I really, really hope I do, to kind of see this in action. Because I've watched vlogs and things where, people have gone to Tokyo Disneyland and they'll literally like the queues for the popcorn stands are sometimes as long as the ride queues. It is insane. And it's the same as well with vending machines. So they have these vending machines in Tokyo Disneyland that I think just produce like water and stuff like that, but they're all in different shapes. So there's like a Baymax vending machine and there's a Queen of Hearts vending machine. And the vending machines are so popular that you can buy pins of the vending machine and plushies of the vending machine. So when we think about Tokyo Disney, I think snacks just take on a whole other world of their own. Um, and popcorn, I think, is really kind of the standard for that when we think about Japan. Now, 
I just had a little bit of a nosy on the internet and I actually could find an image of this stitch because it is the next one that is going to be released. So it's basically stitch. He's wearing a blue shirt that's covered in popcorn. He's holding a popcorn bucket and then he's also throwing popcorn in the air and he's got it all over his head. It's a lot more playful than the pretzel stitch and he's kind of winking as well. And then the pins that come with it, really, really similar to January's pins. You've got a popcorn bucket and then you've got Stitch throwing popcorn in the air, eating popcorn, covered in popcorn. And then you've got Angel who is basically pulling the exact same pose that she is in the January pin. She's kind of turning her back from Stitch, holding the whole bucket of the popcorn. So Tash, I have to ask, Will you be purchasing Stitch and his little popcorn ensemble? I won't. Again, I do think this one's quite cute, but I think that the popcorn on his head reminds me of two fried eggs. It looks like he's got two little fried eggs stuck on his head. Um, no, yeah. I won't be buying this one either. I So far, I prefer the pretzel one. Yeah, me too. If I'm making a decision between pretzels and popcorns in Disney parks or when it comes to purchasing a Stitch plushie, my answer is going to be pretzels every time. So now we move on to March, which is, of course, the month that Tash's son was born. So perhaps this could be a potential birthday present. Who knows? We have got what looks to be a Mickey ice cream sandwich. Ooh, okay. I am a big fan of an ice cream sandwich. I think that it is the sort of thing that I would only ever really eat in a Disney park. I have from time to time made them at home in the microwave. I think you made some once for be our guest maybe i think grumpy did it oh he did didn't he yeah and he did it very well um but yeah no i am a big big fan of an ice cream sandwich and any particular ice cream sandwich i'm not fussy i really really liked the um what is it the churro ice cream sandwich from sleepy hollow in walt disney world in the magic kingdom that one was just oh, chef's kiss amazing um, I think that was one of the only ice cream sandwiches I maybe had on that trip. Or I think I might have tried a couple, but yeah, that was certainly the most memorable memorable one for me. But an ice cream sandwich is something that I would I would probably always sort sort out on a trip. Um, if there was any uniqueness to it, or if it was like a limited edition snack and they had done something special with it, then a hundred percent, I'm all over it. Yes, I am also partial to an ice cream sandwich. And I'd forgotten about Grumpy making an ice cream sandwich for Be Our Guest. So that's a lovely little memory there. Um, I've seen a really amazing hack. It's probably about a thousand calories, but hey, it's an ice cream sandwich. You're going to expect that. But I've seen you can get two cookies and then like get a tub of Ben and Jerry's, make sure it's really frozen and then like slice it basically into quarters and then put that like round disc of Ben and Jerry's ice cream between your cookies and apparently it makes the most phenomenal ice cream sandwich if anyone's inspired by um, Grumpy making them for Be Our Guest and, and Tash saying that she makes them at home as well. For me, they're definitely a luxury item. I'm only eating ice cream sandwiches when I'm away, realistically. Again, a hot take, uh, a Mickey ice cream sandwich is all all well and good, but there is a better, in my opinion, ice cream sandwich to be had at Walt Disney World. So if you go to the French Pavilion at Epcot, I forget the name, it's like Glacier de something. There's an ice cream parlor basically behind the kind of main exterior of the French Pavilion. 
And there you can have a brioche ice cream sandwich. And I had this during my October 2022 trip. It's delicious. They basically open a brioche bun and you choose what flavor ice cream you want. You can have two scoops. You can have like different flavors if you want. Then they press the brioche in a sandwich press. So it's like a hot brioche sandwich filled with ice cream. Definitely, definitely, if you're going to Epcot anytime soon, have this. Do not waste your money on like Mickey ice cream, premium bar nonsense. You want the brioche sandwich from Epcot. That, I don't know how I feel about that. Being that it's brioche. I can't imagine that being better than like a traditional cookie ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I agree with yes, you. Yes, it's like the brioche like soaks the ice cream in more. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you 100%. I'm a cookie girl through and through. Biscuits, cookies are my favorite snack of choice. It's the warm with the cool. Mm. I can't explain it. I do. like. It's like, like when you have like a warm chocolate cake or like a warm fudge cake with ice cream like that is one of my favorite combinations so yeah that I can see yeah now unfortunately we do not have any visuals of stitch with the ice cream sandwich but I'm kind of imagining I don't know I'm imagining like a neutral stitch in his kind of I don't know neutral fresh girl aesthetic I'm imagining like a cream shirt with or maybe a tan colored shirt with the ice cream sandwich i'm imagining the ice cream sandwich to be kind of chocolate colored in flavor with a vanilla ice cream but hey i mean i'm just speculating at this point because we don't have any visuals no i mean we can pretty much predict that yeah the pins are going to be the same there's going to be one mini one of an ice cream sandwich and then angel will be holding an ice cream sandwich and then stitch will be holding another part of it or whatever and then he'll be wearing the shirt i can imagine that they're not the easiest or cleanest things to eat so I can imagine maybe he's got like a bit of like chocolate on his paws or something a bit of ice cream on his paws something like that um or maybe like some ice cream around his mouth maybe yeah I have just found apologies for the paws a visual it's not March obviously but it's a wallpaper that Disney created when they announced Stitch Attack Snacks. So it's just Stitch in the foreground, but in the background, you can see the colorways of the snacks and it looks like we're quite wrong. So I actually think this might be a macaron. It's red in color, like, well, it's not red, it's it's cerise pink with a light pink filling, almost Cheshire Cat colors. Oh. It looks Uh, like a macaron. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, that does look like that does look like a macaron. Yeah, I think it is. But it's dripping. Why is it dripping? That is I'm only looking at a really tiny image of it here. Um hang on, I want to go back and see the Yeah, so now I've got the image of the one that they have on the Shop Disney website. Yeah, see on the Shop Disney website, it definitely looks more like an ice cream sandwich. It does. Oh. It's, but that is definitely the same visual that pink version definitely okay well that's interesting it's pink not it's funny because I was thinking pink originally and then I went off it because I was like no it's going to be chocolate and vanilla who knows it's either a red strawberry ice cream sandwich or it's a macaron what's interesting again kind of spoiler but just having a quick scroll scroll through 
the Mickey bar is like one of another really iconic snack and that's not on here. And I thought that wasn't on here because they've got the ice cream sandwich and they wouldn't have two ice creamy things. Yeah, but there's a few other ice creamy things. Oh yeah, so that's, that's true. why. Maybe that's why. Spoilers ahead, spoilers ahead. Yeah. Let's, well, let's get into it. Let's let's start dissecting all of this. So um, April, we have got, wow, this is divisive, this drum one. Roll. Big drum roll for this one. I We have got a lollipop. Now, when I say a lollipop, if you have been to Disneyland Paris and you've been to the confectionery store on Main Street in Disneyland Paris, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those Mickey-shaped, break-your-teeth, multicolored monstrosities that you get from Main Street USA and you buy them for your nearest and dearest and they never eat them because they don't want to break their teeth. That's what we've got for April. Yeah, the... <laughs> They really remind me of Disney trips. They remind me of going to California when I was younger because it's the sort of thing that we would always bring back for friends and not even getting them from Disney. You could get them from all like the little stores outside that sold like knockoff and like cheaper Disney merchandise. You could get tons of them from there. So it is the sort of thing we all, it was always cheap to like bring home for my cousins and stuff. Um, I must have eaten them. They're weird, these look. I can almost like feel the texture. They're like, like you say, break your teeth really hard. But then as you get into it, they're a bit soft. Like you can kind of like, like, like squish it between your teeth. Almost a bit like a stick of rock, I want to say. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not buying these when I go to Disney parks. They are very much geared towards children. They're bright, colourful. They've got the characters plastered on the front of them. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that my son Theo will be begging for one one day on a future trip to the park. But yeah, they're not the sort of thing that I would ever buy. Maybe I'll bring one back for Theo. Yeah, we always bought them back for children, but like my mum must have known. I think there's something about going into that confectionery store on Main Street and they've got all the different colours, all the different varieties, all the different characters. They'll have like a yellow one that's a heart shape and it's got Belle on it and then like a pink Minnie Mouse one and then like a Donald one. And I think there's something quite fun about, oh, which one would Tash like? Which one would Theo like? Let's buy them as souvenirs. And as you say they're inexpensive they're transportable they're easy to put back in your luggage so I guess that's the reason they're very 90s they're very very nostalgic to me they give a lot of like 90s nostalgia but yeah looking at the color palette I've like I'm massively cheating here now with this visual that I found it looks that they're gonna be green and blue and pink with like a yellow swirl and that feels correct to me they're always vibrant mismatched colors um so I feel like I, I, I don't like these and I don't buy them and I'm never ever going to choose one for myself as a snack in a Disney park but it feels correct that they're included in this because for me they really do sum up 90s Disneyland Paris trips in my family definitely I don't love the color palette that they've got here as well like I don't like that shade of green I don't like that shade of blue so yeah for me I, I think this is probably I predict going to be my worst Stitch Attack snack snacks so far um so yeah I'm definitely not buying this no and what can they do with it like the popcorn's playful and like you said they might have some drips around his mouth for the ice cream sandwich this is just going to be a static him holding it and then maybe the pin he'll have like taken a chomp out of it and Angel will be holding the stick with the rest of the lolly it's very predictable very pedestrian next let's move on to May so for May stitch attack snacks 
Oh, this one is um, one that's certainly after my own heart. Now, I don't know if this is a milkshake or a frappuccino or an iced coffee, but in my little bubble, I like to think that it's like an iced coffee for my millennial girlies out there who have to have their iced coffee fix when they go to the Disney park. Starbucks is the first stop and then you go to your first ride. The girls who know, know. So I love this. It probably is a milkshake, let's be honest, because it's a kid's collection, but I like that it's versatile. I like that there's a drink included because I do think that drinks at Disney as a snack are severely, severely underrated. I have had some wonderful drinks as snacks at Disney parks, the most memorable of which was during the food and wine in Disney's California Adventure in 2019. And it was a color changing milkshake, which was amazing. You got this little bit of candy floss that you could drop into the drink and it changed the whole color. It was phenomenal and I'm really excited to see this for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely love a frappuccino, a nice iced coffee. If it's got some like nice caramel flavor sauce in it, really can't go wrong. It feels like a little bit healthier than going for something like an ice cream or a milkshake, even though it's still like packed with sugar. But yeah, it just feels a little bit more like it's not my sweet treat for the day even though it is sweet, it feels like I can still get away with like having that and then something else as well. Yeah, and you get your co your caffeine fix as well, which is most important. But yeah, I don't know if this is meant to, it's probably meant to be a milkshake, but it kind of looks like an iced coffee and I'm kind of down for that. Um, Again, looking at the color palette, I can see that the cup is white and then it's got a red band around it, which is why it's giving me iced coffee vibes because you normally only get like a cup holder for iced drinks or, or hot drinks like from a coffee shop which is where I'm getting the kind of coffee vibes from and then it's got white whipped cream a red straw black mickey ears which I don't know maybe they're oreos I don't know be imaginative there and red sprinkles so I really like the color palette here and it's definitely giving me like mickey vibes disney park vibes this could be a strong contender for me if I do purchase one of the Stitch plushies. This could be up there. I, in terms of snack, it's my favorite one so far. Um, I don't know if I will love the color palette on the actual plushie. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, I love Mickey and I love Mickey's color palette, but I just, I don't know. There's something about this that is not, is not riding home for me. So yeah, I'm... I'm still open to, I mean, I'm hypothetically, I'm playing this game in my head that I'm only going to purchase one of these stitches. So I don't know if it's going to be this one. I don't even like Stitch as a character and I don't love to have a bunch of plushies, but I feel like I have to buy one of these because of the snack element. And I do have quite a few like snack plushies in my house. Like I have the giant ice cream sandwich crush in my son's nursery from the Munchling collections. And I have a Mickey Munchling and I have a Baymax Munchling. And I also have like this cute little mini donut plushie. So I don't know when it comes to snacks, I feel like the lid is off when it comes to plushies. I'm like, yeah, there's no filter. There's no limit. I can have as many of them as I like, which means that the Munchling collection is very, very dangerous for me. But also this Stitch Attack Snacks is potentially quite damaging as well. So we are now at the halfway mark. We're at month six, which is June. And I'm most excited about June because it's my birthday month. And I feel like, hey, treat yourself, whatever this snack is. Hopefully it's a good one. Now, spoiler alert, I was really, really excited about this one because it is the classic Mickey donut. 
and I love a donut. So let me explain actually what I mean by that. Donuts are not my favorite snack of all time, but there's something about merchandise with donuts on that I love. Like I just think donuts are cute and whatever. But as I say, I've kind of spoiled this for myself a little bit because I've seen the color palette of the donut and it's got blue frosting. And I feel like it's probably because they've got this like pink ice cream sandwich macaron thing. And then there's pink in the lolly as well. So they want to have like a variety of different color palettes. They want to appeal to different children with different preferences and things like that. But a blue donut, I'm not yeah, here for. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I think when you think of, you know, donuts come in all forms and this is like your classic Mickey ring donut. And when I think of those, I think of them either with white icing with like colored sprinkles or pink icing with colored sprinkles I don't think I've ever seen a blue one so this is an interesting choice yeah I feel like maybe they're moving away from pink because it does give that kind of Homer Simpson donut vibe and obviously this is a stitch collection so they want to move away from that potentially but I do feel like blue is a really inter interesting choice I agree with you Tash I feel like white with multicolored sprinkles or a yellow even because blue to me is not synonymous with a food. Like what flavor is this donut? Is it a blueberry donut? That's quite a random flavor. The pink makes me think of kind of raspberry jam or whatever, which is quite a, a typical, um, so like a raspberry jelly for any American listeners is quite a common donut flavor here in the UK. So yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that it's blue. I have had some really interesting donuts from Disneyland over the years. My favorite, of course, is the donut cart right by the castle in Disneyland in California. And Tash, I really, really hope that you get to pay it a visit when you visit California in the summer this year. I had a strawberry lemonade donut from there. It was pink icing because, you know, donut pink. And it had mini ears. And as I say, it was a strawberry lemonade. It was kind of fizzy, tangy. So it was like a strawberry jam, strawberry jelly donut that you would get in the UK, but with a little bit of a fizz, a little bit of a citrusy element from the lemon. Hugely, hugely recommend. They also do a Dole Whip donut there sometimes as well, but they didn't have it when I went. So I was really disappointed. That's a filled donut with a pineapple glaze, a pineapple icing, a frosting on the top filled with pineapple. And pineapple is my favorite fruit of all time. But the amazing thing about the donut donut cart to its detriment but it's also really cool is that you don't know what donut flavors they're going to have every morning they refresh their donuts really regularly so I went for the the mini strawberry lemonade but when you go Tash they'll probably have a brand new menu I know yeah this is very very high on my list of, of things to do because it came from such good recommendations from you so yeah I think that in terms of again I completely agree with the aesthetic I think so far the donut is probably the most aesthetically pleasing item that they could do. However, I do agree that I'm not a big lover of the blue. I think it is going to blend in, obviously, with Stitch as well, because he's predominantly blue. So I'm not going to be buying this one. No, I agree. And it's a real shame because, as I say, it is June. And I kind of was like, well, if it's my birthday month, maybe that gives me an excuse. But I'm going to pass on that one. So now we move on to July. And I feel like this is the most controversial of all of the food items in Stitch Attack Snacks. I think what I'm looking at right now, but I'm happy to be proven wrong, is a snow cone. It is giving me massive snow cone vibes. It's not an ice cream. It's it, So it's a cone, a striped cone with Mickey. So it's like a paper cone. And then you've got a perfect circle on the top. It's a snow, It must be a snow cone. Is it on the wallpaper as well? 
Uh, I don't know. Let's have a little butchers. No, there is no snow cone in the wallpaper. So I don't know the color of this. I don't really. And it's it's an interesting one because part of me is like the same as you, Tash. I'm like, it's definitely a snow cone, that perfect circle. It's a snow cone. What else could it be? I'm wondering if it is an ice cream. And without giving away too many spoilers, there might be a reason why they've not gone for like a soft serve ice cream because perhaps there's another item coming up later that fits that a little bit more so maybe this is meant to be like a scoop of ice cream in a cone I mean possibly but then the fact that it's still a paper cone it screams snow cone to me because that other thing that you're talking about that doesn't come in a cone right it comes in a cup so I don't know. This is really giving me snow cone vibes, in which case, like, I... Snow cones to me are a very weird thing. Children seem to absolutely love them. My niece, who is seven, goes absolutely wild for anything like a slushy, anything that is, like, flavoured ice. When I took her to Disney on ice, I said she could have, like, one thing, and she opted for basically it, I mean it was it was like a light up Disney on ice cup so she did get the cup with it but she predominantly wanted it because you got ice with it and then they would put like a flavored syrup of blueberry or strawberry or whatever and it just doesn't really taste of anything to me it's such a weird thing you even get snow cones on Disney property I don't think I've ever seen them anywhere so this leads me on to my next thing. I absolutely have never, ever seen or heard of a snow cone at Disneyland ever. Now, I do happen to know that there's a little pop-up kiosk in Disney's California Adventure, and it's called the Adorable Snowman Frosted Treats. It's at Pixar Pier, and it's a take on the Abominable Snowman from Monster Zinc. Now, my understanding is that you get more like ice cream kind of soft serve from that kiosk rather than a traditional kind of snow cone, which is like the ice that you were just describing. I know that shaved ice is really, really popular in Japan and you can get shaved ice as a snack at the Epcot Japan Pavilion and maybe in Tokyo Disneyland. I don't know. I'm just spitballing with that. But no, I've never seen anyone ever with a snow cone at Disney, which is why I'm like, maybe this is a scoop of ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to have to revert back to this in what month is it? July. I just just don't get ice cream from that either. No, it looks like a snow cone. But anyway, moving swiftly on from the one that's puzzled us the most to... The one that potentially might be causing this issue. So August, obviously high summer. What are you going to have in the heat of August? You're in the Magic Kingdom. It's sweltering. You need a refreshing treat. There's only one thing for it. The classic staple, a Disney Dole Whip. Dole Whip is the soft serve that you can get at Walt Disney World. And it's that delicious pineapple Dole flavor. It's delicious. And it now comes in a plethora of different flavors. You can get orange, you can get raspberry, you can get coconut. There's so many different Dole Whips available. You can get Dole Whip floats. You can get alcoholic Dole Whip beverages as well. Dole Whip is a Disney staple. Now, for those of you who have maybe been to Disneyland Paris 
you can get it there too, but it's called pineapple soft serve or pineapple swirl. They sometimes do like a mango swirl, which I know Hugh from 37 Disney Street is a very big fan of. So it is available outside of Walt Disney World and Disneyland in California, but it's normally not got the dole label because dole is a separate company who actually make that pineapple flavor that disney use um and i'm a huge fan of dole whip it is one of my favorites i already said pineapple is my favorite fruit so this is a, a must have for me when i'm on disney property oh 100 percent agree i mean i think yeah a dole whip is always going to be like a go-to thing that i would absolutely get especially in the american parks um there's absolutely no question of that it doesn't even have to be on like a list of snacks I want to try because I know just know that I'm going to get it I think out of all of the snacks so far this if I was getting one stitch I would lean more towards this one because I don't mind the color yellow I'm assuming it's going to be that sort of like pastely yellow color and also because it is arguably the most iconic Disney snack so I think if I was only going to get my hands on one of these stitches I would probably have to go for this one I feel like this one is going to fly off the shelves I agree. Like a stitch holding an ice cream, a stitch holding a snow cone, a stitch holding a donut, not that exciting. Stitch holding a doll whip, you know, this is going to sell out a hundred percent. If you are a stitch fan, if you are a Disney parks fan, if you are a doll whip fan, this is the one to make sure that you're online on shop Disney early doors to get your hands on this plushie. Because I agree, Tash, I think this one is going to be sold out everywhere Dole Whip itself is a bit of an institution and there are so many people who are fans of the Dole Whip you can buy Dole Whip merchandise I've seen like Dole Whip lounge flies and things like that Dole Whip spirit jerseys Dole Whip ears there's a few other items that have also had that so pretzels for example I've got a pair of Mickey pretzel ears myself and um, the Mickey ice cream premium bars which we've already spoken about and do not feature in Stitch Attack snacks they're another food item that are really really popular and kind of have a merchandise world of their own but yeah, the Dole Whip just hits differently. My dog actually has a Dole Whip dog toy. <laughs> That's how much the Dole Whip means to Disney fans worldwide. It's a bit of an institution. And um, I agree, Tash. And August is my son's birth month. So maybe he's getting a Dole Whip stitch for his birthday. Who knows? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we're getting into my favorite season. We're getting into autumn. So hopefully we've got some nice warming snaps coming up with snaps snacks coming up so what have we got for september september much awaited september is my sister's birth month and you will not find a bigger stitch fan than my sister she'll be listening to this episode lapping it up because i'm sure a number of these plushies will make its their way into her house because she loves them she already has too many stitch plushies but i'm sure some of these snack stitches will definitely definitely be heading home with her and so I was really excited to find out what September was because it's an obvious present to purchase for her for her birthday. Um, but it's, again, a bit of a bland kind of nondescript one. We have got the Mickey Toffee Apple. Now, Mickey Toffee Apples, again, they're kind of, to me, and maybe this is controversial, but in the same category as like that Mickey lolly, that hard, unchewable lolly they're quite novel children want them they look fun in the main street confectionery store but they're not coming home with me no I completely agree a toffee apple is something I love apples 
but I have never, ever enjoyed a toffee apple, ever. I remember having them as a kid and they would be the sort of thing like, you know, you can get them, pick them up in supermarkets here in the UK around Halloween time, which actually also makes me think, I do think of toffee apples as more of like an October thing. Maybe not so much, but it's a choice for September. Um, but yeah, I have many memories of having like, I think my mum would pick up a toffee apple for like 30p the day after Halloween or something. And it would have like a few bites out of it and then we'd wrap it back up again to eat later and then it would remain uneaten and then it would go in the bin. For me, yeah, again, I think they look great, but I'm not bothering. No, I agree. And for me, there's only one thing worse than a toffee apple or a caramel apple. And that's a chocolate covered apple you bite the chocolate off it comes off in one piece and then there's just some old apple and it's not a crisp fresh pink lady it's some braben that's been sat on the shelf for months that nobody wanted it's always a mushy horrible apple that's underneath so yeah i i'm not a fan of the chocolate apple the toffee apple the caramel apple the mickey shaped apple at all however there is one kind of saving grace to this I think that the Mickey apple, the mini apple or any Disney character apple, again, is quite a nostalgic one. I think this one's going to hit differently with Gen uh, Gen Z, sorry. So my sister's generation. So the way that we were saying, oh, the 90s was kind of all about the hard lollies. I think the noughties was all about the Mickey apple. Because when I think about like Goofy's confectionery in Disney Springs, where kids can go in and pick the apple, pick what color chocolate, pick the sprinkles. I remember my sister getting a Mickey chocolate apple with Reese's pieces and things. And you can customize your own apple. And you can still do this now in Disney Springs if you are heading to Walt Disney World anytime soon. And you are a fan of the Mickey chocolate or toffee apple. So that was kind of a thing, going and customizing your own apple or your own Rice Krispie treat. And you see them as well, as I say, in Disneyland Paris, in the confectionery store, in Marceline's confectionery, which is in Disney, uh, downtown Disney in California. I remember there's a window where you can actually see the Disney chefs making the, the candy apples that are for sale. And it's quite therapeutic seeing them stick the little marshmallow Mickey ears on top. So they're definitely a Disney staple and I again very deserving of being in the Stitch Attack Snacks collection but they're not something I'm purchasing and I won't be purchasing this plushie no me neither right so you said that you felt the apple should be October I, t- I tend to agree with you however the item that we have I'm not mad about it's a classic Disney item We've got a churro and churros are obviously really, really big in South America. You could argue that the Dea de, de los Muertos is in October. So maybe that's why the churro is there. Who knows? But a churro, I mean, a churro had to be on the list. Oh, 100%. I mean, call it boring. A churro is hands down probably my favorite snack when it comes to a Disney park, especially in the American parks. They're not too expensive. They are absolutely delicious you can't really go wrong well you can't really go wrong with them in Disney you can go wrong with them outside of Disney I can't remember where I went recently but we had some awful awful churros um but yeah they come with tons of different flavors they've got one in California at the moment which is like a chocolate marshmallow dipping sauce so I can't wait to get my hands on that when I go if it's still available they also do lots of cool things with them so you can get like a churro ice cream sandwich how amazing is that like they do lots and lots of different things with churros big big churro fan over here however aesthetically to look at you can't really do an awful lot with them they are that sort of gingery brownie 
pastry color. Um, traditionally, they are the long line shape. So I feel like the aesthetic that we're going to get for the cherry with stitch is not going to be that unique and exciting. So I probably wouldn't purchase this one either. Yeah, it's just going to look like Stitch waving a magic wand or a lightsaber or something. It is just that kind of pole shape. Um, I agree with you, Tash. I love a churro. Again, another hot take. There's a bit of a theme here when we were talking about, you know, the Mickey pretzel and that kind of thing and how I like to go a little bit off the beaten track. Again, I would never purchase a churro just from a stand in Walt Disney World because there's a hidden gem in Animal Kingdom at uh i've forgotten the name nomad lounge there we go nomad lounge which is my favorite favorite place to stop and have a break at animal kingdom they have the most delicious churros there they're cooked fresh in the kitchen they're mini churros and they're kind of circular in shape so very very different from the classic disney churro they come with two different dipping sauces there's a strawberry and a caramel they are absolutely delicious divine they're warm because they've just been prepared for you and brought to your table and just as a side, they are gluten-free as well. So if you do have any kind of food allergies, gluten intolerances, you can still get your Disney churros from Nomad Lounge. Amazing. That's very, very good to know. So yeah, I do think that this is a good autumn, winter snack choice for the month of October. November is my birthday month. So I we're obviously coming towards the end now. I'm trying to think of more iconic snacks that we haven't yet mentioned um of course there's things like beignets um can't think of anything else off the top of my head at the moment that would be iconic enough to make its way onto this list so okay hit me with it what have we got don't have any mickey beignets in this collection and i agree tash i think it's a crying shame they have not made their way onto the list now this item is worthy i would say but again, similarly to the candy apple not being in October, I definitely feel like this should be in December. Maybe they're giving us these seasonal treats a month ahead to kind of give people time to purchase them, you know, ahead of time. So if you want that toffee apple Mickey for Halloween, you've got it, you know, a good month in, in advance. But this one's really baffling. So for November, we've got a Mickey gingerbread. Now, I love ginger cookies. I love ginger biscuits, ginger snaps, all that good stuff. Really do enjoy a gingerbread man. But you cannot tell me that gingerbread is a mainstream item outside of the month of December. Like, as I say, I do eat ginger biscuits all year round. I love a dark chocolate ginger. But a gingerbread man with, like, colourful, multicoloured buttons is very Christmas. It's giving... December to me so I'm shocked it's in the November category so Christmas I mean it just it makes me think of the the Mickey and the mini ginger pl gingerbread plushies that you have um and for that reason I can see this as being the Christmas stitch and therefore again I love gingerbread love gingerbread men have them a lot because my son loves them I can I can see this as being the stitch that I would purchase because Again, Stitch is not my favourite character. This is not going to be the sort of thing that I have out on display. He's probably going to live up in the attic with the minis all year round. However, I would be happy to get him out at Christmas and sit him on the side as part of like a Christmas decoration. So I think this would be the Stitch that I would go for. However, I want it to be a Christmassy gingerbread. I want him to be wearing like not like a full-on Christmas you know like when you see him in the parks at Christmas and he's wearing like his Santa outfit 
I don't want it that over the top, but it would be nice to see him with like a more festive looking shirt for this one. Yeah, or like a little red and green chunky knit jumper or something like that. Tash, you have just planted the seed of all seeds in my head because for Christmas, I need to kind of figure this out actually for next year because this year I was like, these two things are very contradictory and I need to make this more cohesive and make it work better. But generally my Christmas decorations at home are quite, they're quite um, bland, I guess, in, in aesthetic. I have a lot of white, a lot of silver, a lot of neutral tones to all of my de de decorations. And, and I've already said that needs to change. Now I have a child. I'm thinking I'm going to get a second tree that he can just add all of his like hideous decorations to because I love my tree and I'm not willing to sacrifice it. But I do have this, what I like to call my gingerbread shrine, um, which includes my Mickey gingerbreads. I've got gingerbread bunting, gingerbread confettis that go out. I've got a China gingerbread house. It's a Disney one. I've got this like huge gingerbread tree, um, a little ginger, like lots of little gingerbread figures and things like that. I have this whole gingerbread area when it comes to Christmas. And now I'm like, ah, Okay, maybe I can justify buying Stitch Attack Snacks by purchasing this gingerbread stitch and using it as a Christmas decoration. So thank you for providing that to me as an idea, Tash. I think I'll definitely be jumping on that. However, whilst I love the idea of a gingerbread stitch, am I purchasing a gingerbread at Disney? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, me neither. It's too, it's too again, it's the same as popcorn for me. I can get it anywhere. It's an easy thing. I'm not bothering. It's not going to be at the top of my list for a Disney park. Having said that, if you're at Disneyland Paris, it's that or a Nutella shortbread. So, you know, you're kind of, you know, between a rock and a hard place because there just isn't the plethora of variety at Disneyland Paris. Absolutely not. So if that is what we're predicting is going to be our Christmassy stitch, what, or Christmassy snack, what have we actually got for December? I love this. I think aesthetically it looks cute. Is it Screaming Disney Parks? I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. We've got what I can only assume is a mug of hot cocoa. So we've got a mug with a dripping sauce around the rim. It looks like a chocolate sauce. A big old pile of whipped cream. A little Mickey shortbread cookie on the side. And then some sprinkles and what looks like a straw or a chocolate flake. I'm not entirely sure. I also don't have the colorway for this one. So I am assuming it's a hot cocoa or a hot chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Again, not, I would, it's the sort of thing that I would buy in winter or if I was going to the park and it was cold, but in the same way that I would like buy a coffee or something to warm me up I wouldn't be making a beeline for it unless it was like a unique flavor that really appealed to me um like I think when we went when it was frozen season of frozen or whatever I think they might have done some flavors of hot chocolate then can't quite remember but I definitely remember having one um like an Olaf hot chocolate or something um but yeah doesn't scream Disney Park to me too generic can get it anywhere on the outside world so although I think that this could be a very cute stitch, I'm not buying hot chocolate, particularly in the park. Yeah, I'm the same. If I'm getting a hot chocolate from a Disney park, I'm probably going to one of the many Starbucks at Walt Disney World and getting a Starbucks hot chocolate because hot take, Disneyland hot chocolate 
is trash. It's from a machine. It's watery. I could make a more delicious hot chocolate at home. It's that awful instant hot chocolate. I've had it from the Disney parks, like refills where you get the refillable mugs and you go over to the machine and give yourself hot cocoa. Don't get me wrong. I drink it. It's free, but it's not, it's not a decadent. It, 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 this plushie is false advertising. That's not the kind of hot chocolate you're going to be consuming at Disney parks. I remember the Olaf hot chocolate, Tash. We both had it. It was an Olaf banana hot chocolate and it had a banana puree that like sat at the bottom. I completely forgot about that. So thank you for reminding me. But I do remember another time that I had a hot chocolate from Disneyland Paris particularly. And it was like muddy water. You know, when you've just the, the worst kind of hot chocolate and it comes in a plastic cup. I'm just hot chocolate at Disney parks is not the vibe. As I say, if you're going to Starbucks on Main Street, yeah, fine. Starbucks know how to do hot chocolate, maybe even a Joffrey's. But actual Disney hot chocolate. I don't care if it's December in Disneyland Paris covered in snow. I'm not getting a hot chocolate or maybe I am, but I'm going to regret it instantly after. Yeah. Hot chocolate is very, very easy to get wrong. It is indeed. So there we go. That concludes Chat Disney Attack Snacks, our take on all of the different Disney park snacks that are going to be featured in the Stitch Attack Snacks collection this year. Let us know what are your favorite Disney park snacks. As ever, if you listen to the Chat Disney podcast on Spotify, you have the added benefit of being able to engage with me and Tash. There is a question at the bottom of today's episode asking what you thought of today's show. So do let us know what your favorite snacks were, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, and if there are any topics you'd like us to cover for 2024. With all of that in mind, we're going to head into the final part of today's episode, a brand new segment, A to Z. A, abomination. B, blasphemy. C, contrition. D, damnation. E, eternal damnation. Good F festival. So this is something that Mercedes did in a new edition or a special edition of Ohana last week. But actually, we made a little bit of a mistake with uh, who we thought the request had come from. So Mercedes, do you want to diverge on that? Yeah, so I apologise profusely to a lovely listener called Laura I assumed how wrong of me, there are many Lauras in the world, but I assumed that the submission had come from our dear friend, Laura, who we have been to Disneyland Paris with in the past. And she sent us a lovely little voice note earlier today saying, thanks for the shout out guys, but the A to Z idea was absolutely not mine. Now I just assumed it was her because as I said in the episode, this is genuinely something that we've played in queues with Laura in Disney parks in the past. But apparently this was a different Laura, a different listener. So a big, big apology, apologies to Laura for falsely identifying you um, but also thank you again because you have given us an idea for a brand new segment and I'm really excited to play A to Z with Tash today. Yeah I can't wait so how are we doing this we're gonna think of a topic to do with Disney and we have to come up with A to Z so we play it a lot in the parks we play it with Disney characters A to Z you could do it with Disney movies you could do it with things to do with Disney parks like Mercedes did last week there is a whole plethora of items that we could do. There is indeed. And I feel like today there's only one topic it could be, right? Dude, surely. It's got to be Disney snacks. So do you want to start? Okay. So we're starting with A, 
Um, already, this is hard. I feel like snacks is actually and food is actually going to be quite difficult. Um, I mean, I can't think of many food that begins with A outside of Disney. Um, apart from apple, apple pie. Yeah, you can have that or even like apple like mickey apple like apple mickey <laughs> apples like you've got those like fruit carts in disneyland in california so i'm pretty sure you can get apples from there you definitely can uh i'm gonna go strong with b and i'm gonna go for beignets oh nice c i'm gonna go for cookie nice d i'm getting all the good letters uh i'm gonna go for dole whip nice e E is hard. Um, I mean, again, the only food even outside of Disney I can think of is egg. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get eggs in the American parks as a breakfast item from, you know, character dining or from your buffet breakfast. So, yeah, let's go with eggs. Nice. F, I'm going to go for a figment popcorn bucket. Nice. G, I'm going for a can I for go for Gideon's Bakehouse cookie? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I like that one. G H. Are we on H? Yes. Oh, H is gonna be oh, H is easy. Hot dog. Casey's oh. corner hot dog. Of, of course. course. I ice cream, ice cream sandwich. Nice. J. Uh I'm gonna go for a Joffrey's coffee. Nice. K, oh, K is hard. K, again, cannot think of anything that begins with K outside of the world of Disney, apart from kiwi, <laughs> kiwi flavoured something. If only there was a kiwi doll whip, they've probably done that at some point in the past. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a really obvious one. If you think down the doll whip, route there's often a food item you can get at the doll whip stands kool-aid kool-aid you can get but i was thinking of key lime pie oh of course yeah oh i love key lime pie as well yeah or you could have had um caramel kucha from germany pavilions begins uh. with k's as well you could have had like caramel kucha fudge or something yeah. i don't know something like that but that is yeah i couldn't think of anything else with k oh those things like they begin with k from the norway pavilion those cring, those what are they called? There's like, school school bread is the only thing. I, I can... Or is the bakery called something K? Maybe I'm... yes. It's yeah. the, the bakery is called like cring yeah. something. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, but there we go. A few K's there. Um, cool. L L is hard. L. Yeah, there's probably a really obvious one for L. Uh, got one, but it's very loose. Yeah, I've got a loose one as well, but I want a good one. L. Uh, I'm going to go... I mean, I can think of a few loose ones. I want a really good one. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to find a good one, and it's not fun for our listeners to hear me hesitating for a really long time. So I'm going to go for the lollies that we were talking about, the hard Disney lollies that break your teeth. Those lollies. LM, I'm going to go for classic a Mickey bar. Nice, Mickey premium bar. I've got N, so I'm going to go for the Nomad Lounge churros. Oh, nice. 
Oh, ooh, oh is hard. Oh, olives. Um, all I can think of is orange. Um, and I actually can't think of an O. Yeah, I can only think of like orange flavored, like orange Dole Whip. Yeah. yeah. Or oranges, you can get oranges. Yeah, okay, let's go for oranges. Orange juice, there we go. There we are, some OJ. Uh, P is a is a difficult one as well. And I did have one, but in thinking of an O, it's escaped me, which is always good when that happens. Uh, let's go for a pineapple upside down cake. I love these. You can get them again from the Dole Whip places often, like Aloha Isle in Magic Kingdom. And it's basically just a pineapple cake with Dole Whip on top. Absolutely. Hugh, I mean, I'm going to go straight ahead and say I don't think there is anything. I can think of something, but it's generic. Can you? I see. I can't think of a quesadilla. Oh, that's nice. That's better yeah. than what I was thinking. I was thinking of quinoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you can definitely... definitely get them in the Mexican pavilion and all the other Mexican restaurants probably that you can find on site. You definitely can. Love a quesadilla. Nice, nice. Okay, Q. Ah, I'm gonna go for R's hard somehow. I I'm gonna go for ratatouille from oh, Shay. Nice, nice, love that. Um, Q R S. Um, S. All I can think of is like slaw, you know, in America, like everything comes with slaw, like coleslaw over here. Um, I want to think of a better one. Um, I think slaw is a good one. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of anything else. Sandwiches. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm on tea. A tea. T T T tots. Oh, oh, nice. Love tots. Um, you again. I've got all the rubbish letters here. I don't think there is anything. I can't think of anything beginning with you at all. No. Well, there we go. There's our first letter that we have failed on. So if you can think of a Disney food item beginning with you, let us know. U V. I mean, Vietnamese pho, is that sold anywhere? Probably at Morimoto Asia. So we'll go for some Vietnamese pho. Or nice. pho. They call it pho, don't they, in America? <laughs> nice. UV, W, um, W. I mean, Waltz, that's the whole restaurant, though. Um, Waltz Chili. Watch chili. There we go. There we go, indeed. Okay, W X. I mean X. I'd be damned if you can think of a food item at Disney beginning with X. There's probably something like there's probably something in an Epcot food festival that's called like excited fries that begins with an X. Um, but again, that's not it for me. So you and X, we have failed on today. And why yogurt, frozen yogurt, froyo. Nice. Uh, yeah. 
nice um and i appreciated the american pronunciation yogurt there we go there you are frozen you can get frozen yogurt no you can but i mean like when i think about disney parks i think about it from the american parks and not paris i mean most of these foods aren't sold in paris (laughs) but there we are um, and Zed, I'm going to go strong with the zebra fudge that you can get at Animal Kingdom. They actually used to do hippo poop and zebra poop as well, but I believe that got discontinued because it was pretty gross. So there we have it. I really enjoyed doing that. So thank you, Laura, not other Laura, for the suggestion. If you have any other suggestions of fun things we can do for A to Z, then do let us know. And as Mercedes said, please do get in touch with us. You can find us all on social media we're on instagram at chat disney or x chat disney uk or as i mentioned earlier if you're listening on spotify today you don't even have to leave your app you can just scroll down and send us a message absolutely and we will be back next week bye for now see you thank you goodbye now goodbye goodbye thank you goodbye